Save or Die, Episode 93, Side B. All right, well, number three for me would have to be, once again, I liked the part of the um, membership packs. You get a yearly stencil dice bag for that year, Mm -hmm. as well as what amounts to a backpack to put all your stuff in, which is kind of cool. I got a rock. You got a rock? Never mind. (laughs) All right, Liz? Uh, Okay, so we're going to number three now? Three. Okay, cool. Um, Number three for me was... The serving wenches, Olivia and Jessica, not, not the same Jessica as last year, a completely different Jessica, but just as cool. Um, those girls worked very hard the entire weekend, um, not only for the people running the games, but for all of us, you know, also sitting in on the games. Um, I never saw either one of them without a smile on their face for the whole weekend. And, you know, considering all of us that were there and the the hopping around they were doing, you know, I think that's just amazing. They were They were just really nice, really sweet, really professional, and... They're great. They, yeah, you can't say enough good things about them. They they yeah. were just fantastic. Yeah, if you're a DM, particularly if you're stuck behind the screen running a game, that it's great that when they come up, you know, and offer oh, yeah. to get you something. It's oh yeah, so, I you know, drinks, what, food, whatever. When know. Mike when Mike talked about the MCC thing and she came up to him, the first thing I thought was. I could have got fed for free. <laughs> well, they Why were, didn't I do that? I mean, some of those uh, DMs and judges that were in the schedule, like Mike Curtis ran two games one day, so that's 12 hours of GMing, and I was watching yeah. the serving wow. wenches, you know, keep him propped up. Whatever he wanted, he got. That was mm-hmm. awesome. So, so, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Be sure to tip your, your, your serving wenches. Yes, tip them very well. They Not work hard. Over, <laughs> Jim? Uh, my number three is going to be Artist Row. I know every convention has an artist area, but I really like the way Doug and Mike have them out in the hallway in the main yeah. traffic area. And it, there's there's just something about this year in particular. I mean, uh, Diesel, Jeff D., Jeff Easley, Darlene, Lloyd Metcalf, uh, a couple people I'm failing to mention right now. It wasn't just them there with tables with their art. I mean, Jeff Easley created a painting at the convention. Lloyd Metcalf was down there knocking art out at his table the whole time. You get to talk and meet to Dar- Darlene, and plus Diesel's just cool. You know, he's, he is. He's blues traveler cool wherever he goes. <laughs> Who's this? Diesel. Diesel LaForce. Diesel LaForce. Okay. He's, he's, he's just my bud because he's just, I mean, he's just a calm, rational, nice guy individual, which makes mm-hmm. him a statistically insignificant percentage of the whole human population and could be used as proof, mathematical proof he doesn't even exist. Yep. <laughs> that's how, that's how unlike, great Diesel is. <laughs> yeah, he's great, unlike all those other artists. I, did, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's just my bud. All righty. Well, Glenn, number three, then. Okay, number three. Before I do number three, I want to do kind of a sub one that's negative. The <laughs> fact that there was 0% Errol Otis at this convention. Yeah, that was a shame. Uh, yes. Errol, try and clear it up for next year. We miss you, buddy. I mean, you're a lot of fun at a game. You really are. Uh, my number three is the aforementioned me watching Bad Mike's booth, which 
Ben Mike always seems to get me to do every year for a little while anyway. He always says, I'll make it worth your while, but I never collect on it. I don't know why. But uh, talking to Andrew Larius, who was one of two people who came to the con from Ireland. I didn't oh, get, you got to talk to one of those guys. Yes, I didn't get to talk to the other one, and I'm sorry. But, Andrew, we had a nice little conversation at the booth here, and he said – he came, he came this he said this is their first american convention and well, they came basically because we talked a lot about it on this show i Yay really us. do hope that they enjoyed themselves and yeah i wish we'd have gotten a chance to meet them oh yeah he had, they had a he's, he was kind of quiet but he said he had a he, i i since i've talked to him on facebook he's had a he had a ball he just absolutely loved it Yay. everyone's quiet compared to you glenn <laughs> uh, <laughs> But Andrew and your buddy, whoever, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you, but hey, come on back next year. We'll yes. Meet. Please. We'll try to actually arrange a, a meeting or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sit around and say hi or something. Yeah. So that's my All number right. three. Well, for the Missing Bad Mics, number three, they have uh, instituted a special guest um, award, which for next year they are giving to Jeff Talanian, Matt Finch and Bill Webb mm-hmm. as every year supporters of the con both as I assume as company people and as individuals so they're going to be the first recipients of that and uh, I guess it's also a great way to ensure they show up that's right <laughs> it's, it's not a con until Matt Finch stands on his chair to GM <laughs> yeah they're also doing it as special fan gifts yeah, or awards to uh, supporting fan people, which of course Alan Grow, yeah. Bill Barsh, the Barsh, yeah, are going to be, you know, getting their special membership to attend, which is pretty cool. All right, and my number two, um, I should I know that a number one? Um, my only criticism, and it's a really mild one, is that. I don't know if it was just my luck or the way the restaurant was working with everybody, but it seemed to take them an awful long time to serve food. And whenever I thought we have half an hour to eat, I'll go to the restaurant and get something. I never got it on time. Mm, yeah, that's I true. I usually had to like grab it and eat it while at the table or tell them I'll come back and pick it up, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to the Dallas and Space game on Friday night with my dinner from the restaurant because they actually served it, you know, right before I needed to be there. So yeah. they were bringing the plates out, and I said, I need a to go box now. You know? yeah. Well, at five, Ben and I went to the restaurant. Um, before the game at six for the Battletech game Friday. Mm-hmm. And I had to basically, the moment they brought the food out, we had to throw it in a, in a styrofoam. So we made the game because we didn't get, I didn't get fit. Now, granted, that was around lunchtime, I mean, dinner time. So mm-hmm. I suppose I can understand that. But I thought an hour, surely, would be enough time. Yeah, we got there plenty early. Uh, I'll tell and you it's my- a minor, it's a minor gripe. God knows there's other places, you know, you can get food or bring food and stuff. But, you know, it was a minor hiccup. I'll tell you my secret, but they were making fun of me for it. The 7-Eleven around the corner. That's where I was getting like half my grub. <laughs> yeah. I believe well, it. We bought a lot of our stuff. I mean, Liz, of course, brought those brownies and um, 
had sandwich meat, sand, you know, bread, fruit. We had tons of stuff in there. And they did provide, you know, a fridge for the room gratis. So Yeah, you have to ask for the fridge. It doesn't, you know, it's not there automatically in your room. But if you tell the front desk you would like to have a mini fridge, I'll remember you know, that. they will bring that up and it is not an extra charge. Um, you just have to cool. you just have to know to ask for it. Yep. And now that I've said that, next year we're not going to be able to get one because everybody will have asked for a Wait, fruit before we show up. Way to go, Liz. You just blew the whistle on the secret menu. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Seven people more. will forget. It's a whole year before the next con. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're, you're number two, Liz? Okay. Um, my number two, um, way bigger gaming area than before. Uh, this year, the games were not only in the, you know, big main dealer room area and you know the usual boardrooms but they also spilled out into the atrium which last year had been open for open gaming but a lot of the scheduled games were out in the atrium this year so it's it's getting a lot bigger you know there's a lot more to choose from there's you know just so much going on um it, that really just jumped out at me as to how much bigger this convention is getting from year to year. That you know we we spilled over into the atrium this year, and like I think Mike said earlier, next year the entire hotel is going to be dedicated just to us because that is how big we are getting. Um, deserve it. Yeah, it, it overlapped a little. It overlapped a little the first day with that HP convention, but that worked out for me. That's an HP. I had a good HP breakfast that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hewlett Packard. They ought to be good yeah. for something. Oh, I All right, oh. Jim. Or was that your second? No, I'm sorry. I keep doing that. I apologize. <laughs> uh, my second is is simple and easy. D and D pinball and arcade games at the yes. con. Holy yes. crap! That was awesome. Yeah, I, I wish I, I could have participated with those. I forgot that when we were doing Thaco's Hammer that Brian is a pinball nut. <laughs> and I showed him the back glass and that pinball machine that was there. He's really? You got to play that? Oh, my God. It's like, Brian, Brian, don't have a baby. <laughs> Come next this year. Thaco's Hammer reference. Come next year, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good way to get him to hopefully show up. I, I, I tell you the truth. They've already they've already mentioned both him and Corey said they may be able to swing it next year, so they may be there. That would be cool. And with with full on coming down, it'd be all you know. Hey, Thaco's Hammer's in the house. All right. <laughs> and for listeners who we kept saying full on was making it, wasn't making it, was making. He did end up making it. Yes, for a night with his along son. with his son. And Liz and I were with us uh, in a Castles and Crusades game with his son Saturday night. Okay. I totally missed him. I didn't even see him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like full on was at Glenn's table and we were just sort of catty corner to them and full on son was at our table. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that's I yours, thought. Jim? Yes, sir. Okay, Glenn. Okay, number two. Snyder Man, how you doing? HT, uh, Snyder, savageafterworld.blogspot.com. Great. That Thundar game you ran was absolutely fantastic. Oh, Demon I, dogs. I we, so wanted to play we it. Played, 
in Saturday morning, and I got to play Thundar. Man, I knew, I just knew there was no way I was going to be able to get up early enough to, to make that game. So uh, did not even try signing up for the, it, but I the, wanted to. Oh, yeah. And the, and the, better, and the, the only thing that was better than that was Matt played Ookla. Woohoo! That's, he does stuff. So it wasn't a, just a game in the in the world. Y'all were literally playing the characters. Yes, and somebody else was some guy was playing Princess Ariel. It was a hoot. <laughs> yeah. It was. I mean, I had at one point. Okay, there was this wizard trap between dimensions. He's trying to get the missile in the uh, Smithsonian for Wait, his. Did you guys fight the guy with two faces and his head rotates? Oh, you mean Gemini? No, he wasn't there. Okay. This is a different. This is a different sorcerer. But we were fighting Kirox, which is Crocodile Man, and Ukla threw a car through the wizard who was in another dimension, so it went right through him. But then he threw a Kirox, and it went into his dimension. So Ukla and the other mock gets the idea of okay, we kill a whole bunch of Kirox, strap them, strap them on the missile, and throw that in there. <laughs> Okay. And, and I had to, as Thundar, I had to say, we are going on a Kirok hunt before before the leader of the village goes, well, no, no, we got a better idea. Wait a minute. Perfect example of why some story ideas may not end the way you thought they would when you let player characters at them. That's oh, true. oh, did you get an opportunity to say... Ukla, Ariel, right. right. <laughs> he did. The, he did the setup, and he would not let the game go on until I said that. Excellent. You know, and uh, oh, and he oh, oh, and when we took breaks, he had his tablet right there. He played the beginning of the show on a on a video. Oh, Michael Curtis did that with the Dallas in Space game. Yeah. And then dur- and then during the break, he would play, he had other videos of those 70s kids commercials, Saturday morning commercials. Oh, so he had of- commercial breaks. Yes, one of which was the D&D commercial. Woohoo! Cool. That is an entire you, you case sh- of awesome sauce. You, you, use your lightning bolt. <laughs> it's yours. You know, it's like... Oh man! And they had like a they had like Where a are count the Cheetos. Ch- yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wrong a, video. They had a Count Chocula commercial and these crappy toys he used to buy and all this other stuff. And it was it, and, he, and, and, and every time we broke, he'd it'd start with NBC. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It was it was a, it was just Snyder. You you outdid yourself. I want to play it again. And also, if you go to the Savage Afterworld. He uploaded this. He uploaded the Wizard's Graveyard, the game that we played. He uploaded on there for on PDF for people to download. Mm-hmm. And he okay. gave me a and he gave me the uh, a copy of the Thunder, Thunder supplement, which he signed. Thank you. Okay, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, for Bad Mike's number two, he really was happy that Vince and Glenn uh, did the sort of kind of live broadcast from the con. <laughs> Recorded, all, recorded live in front of a studio audience. Studio audience, yeah, in uh, front of a convention audience. And uh, <laughs> and is hoping that to have a separate area set aside again to try to do next year. I don't know if I can, if I can get that drunk that quick mm-hmm. again. <laughs> That's between you and your bar, bartender. That's true. No, no, I wasn't drunk, but it was like we were. It was weird times. That uh, I mean, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> We had problems uh, 
we had if you listen to it, you hear echo problems and things like that. And Steve Marsh gets my God that I wanted to give him a hanky at one point when he started talking about the old days. I thought he was just going to like you okay, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad who could can't come came and talk to us and uh, we'll do it again next year. Well, when you and Vince were interviewing me, you were making me tear up too, but for different reasons. Oh, <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and Vince was wrong. I was the one that finally told Liz, uh, they're not going to stop anytime soon. Let's go. Yeah. So. Well, it's like, <laughs> she didn't I, drag me away. I we, dragged her away. Well, wait, you know, wait, still, all together now. We love you, Vince. We <laughs> love you, Vince. <laughs> well, it's like the three of us stopped talking, and I said, well, thanks for coming by, Jim. And, and Vince goes, oh, you tried to bum rush him off the show? I said, no, he just. <laughs> no, you I, had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and I yeah, and I was out of material. So <laughs> the joy of sort of live. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my favorite, and this was tough because I really enjoyed the CNC game Saturday night. But uh-huh. at least when Tyler didn't have to go try to sell product. Um, but my fave was buying a game at the silent auction. A game that I had wanted for 30 years. Wow. <laughs> what was 30 that? 30 years. I would, 1984 at Allen's Comics and Games in, in Longview, Texas. I remember someone passing around a flyer he had gotten at his Baptist church for a Christian oh, yes. fantasy role-playing game. Dragon Strike. Uh, no, Dragon Raid. Oh, you're right. Dragon Raid by Adventures in Learning, written by... And I'm not making this name up, Dick Wolf. <laughs> and now he's doing Law and Order. Yes. And and he and the game was supposed to be save you from evil satanic D and D by playing this game instead. And it was had a cassette tape with it and other things for it. The box set was one hundred and twenty dollars in nineteen eighty four. And the Christians wonder why they didn't get into roles. And we're all kind of going, you know, this would be great to read through, but there's no way we're paying hundred and twenty bucks. I won't pay hundred and twenty bucks today you, for a game. I'm what did sure you get I'm gonna do it thirty years ago when I was fifteen. What did you get what did you pay for it at the auction? Twenty five dollars. Nice. And it's and one of the books is still in shrink wrap. The rest is in Ooh. very good condition. Uh, the cassette I have not tried playing yet, but it looks in good shape. And How's I've already scanned rest? one of the books in. Dude, you win. I mean, I horse traded for a copy of Chainmail, and that's nothing compared to what you scored. You win. You won. The yeah, internet. and I almost didn't go to the silent auction. I just Liz and I were trying. It was between the two times we went over to see if uh, there was any room for Liz and I to join. Vincent Glenn at the show. So it's like mm-hmm. the first time he was interviewing, I think it was Steve Marsh. So we're like, okay, well, let's go kill some time. And I guess let's go see what's over at the silent auction. I love this. Probably nothing any good. And then Liz read me that and I'm like, oh my God. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you. I must have that game. So you did you get a chance to read any of it? Uh, no, I have just finished scanning all the Wargamers Digests, Bad okay. Mice, and I just last night scanned the first book. Um, okay. I do know it's kind of C.S. Lewisian. So uh, hang, Narnia. 
Hang might on. not be a bad thing. You're not going to play this game, are you? Because it's dangerous. I mean, you start playing that game, and soon you won't be able to do this podcast anymore. Yeah, well, it could happen, but I, I might risk it for a one-shot. Um, yeah, you have to do it next apparently, year. Apparently, I, I did find out instead of spells, you have something called word runes. Mm-hmm. And they have spell-like effects, but in order to have them work, you have to quote correctly a particular Bible verse. Which I guess is where the you know the religious. So end up so comes. it's an so it's like D and D and the D and D trivia game rolled up into one. Yeah, well, well I mean D and D and the Bible trivia game rolled up. Yeah, into one. and the name of the company is Adventure Learning System. Oh, so idea. You know. They don't even really at the, in the books. They don't really advertise it much as a role playing game. They advertise it as a simulation and Bible learning game. Okay, I get the I get the the high price point now. They think it like people in the the youth groups or pastors and stuff buying it and playing it with their, you know, the or kids. parents who are terrified of their kids becoming Satanists. Right, know, right. Willing to slog out one hundred and twenty bucks, which would be a, probably about almost three hundred today in today's dollars. Yeah. Oh, I've got to tell you, they there is a website for the game. Really? Even oh, yeah. now. Yeah, DragonRaid.net. Okay, wow. we're we're putting that in the show notes on the website. <laughs> okay, don't let, don't let me forget that. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Mike, Mike, you've got to run this next year. <laughs> you've got oh, to God. run. I don't know if it might work as a con game or not, but oh, it's you've got to. I want to take pictures, <laughs> do audio, video, whatever the hell, and put it up on Facebook. Easy now. There, if he's run, if he's running anything, he's running victorious. Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're not going to be running BattleTech again next year. Wow, you so. even said that like you had a leather corset on. That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's right. Is, is Ben's not running BattleTech next year? Um, a couple of the guys in the game begged to be allowed to run it next year, and yeah. they have been there for all six years too. So Ben and I said, "Well, why not? Let them do it." You know, because well, the main is, thing is Ben wants to play BattleTech, and so Ben's still coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so just I'll, you know, hey, and, let's give them a chance to do it. I'll why try not? And get, then I'll try and get full on there on the day you're doing it instead of like the day after. Okay, well, who? of course, it's totally up to those two guys. So who knows what day they're going to decide to do yeah. it. They just said they would do it. And, you know, you know, Ben offered to help them with it and everything. So <laughs> to activate your mech, you must now quote scripture. Ah, <laughs> ah but from which Bible? <laughs> okay, that's your, that's your next con game, Mike. Victorious Dragon Raid. Hmm. Ooh. Well, you can't get more Christian than the Victorian era. True. Probably not anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Liz, you're number one. Number one. Oh, that's right. We're doing a show. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not just BSing here. We're doing a show. There, there, there is a show here. Okay. There's a method to this madness. My number one, Bad Mike's B1 game on Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> I love that game so much. I have not always been able to sign up in time for it because, as Glenn said earlier in the show, you know, the spaces go almost immediately. But, yeah, I, I really enjoy that game. Um, it's hands down, it's always one of the most fun times I have the entire weekend is yeah, Bad playing Mike that in game. His, in his list, Bad Mike... Uh, said that that was one of the things he wanted to bring up was that awesome B1 game, but then he kind of threw it to you and Glenn and says, Liz and Glenn can tell you about it. That's right. 
He doesn't. He doesn't need to mention it. We'll sing its praises for him. <laughs> Jim. Jim can talk about it too, since he played last. I screwed up this year, but uh, I, I will definitely be in it if I can get in it next year. I have you, never been in it. Yeah, that's well, because you're too busy drinking with Ben. Well, well I, I tried have, one year, but I couldn't. Well, so. I have to. Be, I sign up for both of us because yeah. it's it's very it's not very blind friendly the sign up and since. Huh. You know, you're trying to do it quickly. You know, if Mike was having to navigate through the screen reader and everything, going through the game grid to find, you know, where he wanted to be, you know, he wouldn't get into anything. Um, yeah, so, that's but, something I, I wish Mike had been here because I would like to have told him, you know, they're doing the early bird registration for $45 till the end of July, end of July or August 1st, I think. Uh, yeah. July 31st is the July last July 31st, day. yeah. I'll be there. Before the $50 charge, and I, th- and I told him, or I wanted to tell him, you know, another thing you could do for early bird people is let them sign up maybe 24 hours earlier than everyone else. That would be hey, an incentive hey, hey. to get that early bird membership, wouldn't it? That's right. Yeah, so... so but he's you know, not here, so I can't. Yeah, so I sign up for myself and for Mike. And by the time I've signed up for me, you know, even if I say I sign up for Bad Mike's B1 game, if I immediately log out, log in as Mike and try to sign him up, it's already full. You know, mm, there's yeah. no way. Um, so, yeah. You know, if, bad, if, if Mike wanted to play and he showed up, I, I don't see any – Bad Mike would let him. No, well, no. Last year, not well, this year, but the year before, bit, uh, Bad Mike said he couldn't because he had gotten so big. Yeah, he had already promised a couple of other people that he would let them in above and beyond the the eight people. And he said, "I'm really sorry, but I don't think I can, you know, squeeze in a third extra person." Um, well, yeah, I. But you know, my, otherwise, yeah, I think he would have. Here's my offer to you, Mike. If I get in the game next year and you try and don't, I'll give you my slot. No, that's okay. I mean, at this point, I, and I don't, to be honest, I don't like playing with 10 people. You know, I, I feel like I get kind of lost. Like I, I don't like that big a group anyhow. Uh, 11 if you count <clears throat> Glenn twice. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, you know, I, I get to, and Liz gets to go game while I hang out with my old middle school friend, you okay. know. Which I only see once a year at the con, so yeah, you know. I've got to I've got to get in next year because it'll be my it works. fifth and last. So okay, um, Jim. <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing a show. I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. no. I saved this for number one because I'm as uh, serious as a heart attack about this. Um, besides everything we've said all show long about how great a job uh, Doug and uh, Mike did organizing this thing, there's a thing that's a that I experienced there that's above and beyond the normal game convention. And that's just the sense of family that the way they run this con and have organized it creates. And what I mean by that is uh, along with Gary Con and a couple other cons, I have like real life friends, not just guys I know from online and not just guys I game with at conventions, but like real life friendships that these cons are the places where we get to meet because we're scattered all over the country. I mean, Zach Glazer, uh, Michael Curtis, uh, Doug Kovacs, John Hershberger, uh, Harley Stroh, who wasn't there this year, uh, but will be uh, probably again next year. I mean, I, I see Tim all the time, and and uh, this is this it it's it's a it's beyond, it's two things to me. It's the game con to go to, and it's my chance to hang out with my dudes. 
and and it's yeah. and and that includes you guys because I started mm-hmm. out as a fan of the show and then and then got on the show because I just liked you guys and you guys are the reason I went to the first North Texas con was just so I could game with you guys. Aww. So it's all your fault. Hey, Mike, Liz, did I tell you what Jim did this year when I first got there? No. The first, first thing he did was walk up to me and slap onto my chest a copy of the Ready Ref Sheets. And he goes, okay, now be now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I'm sure he said it with love, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always with love. Always with love. I love you, man. But so, just don't get my Bud Light. That's my overly <laughs> sentimental number one thing. Cool. All right, Glenn, your number one. Okay, here it comes. This is this is a precedent. This is a moment to savor. This was my very first scheduled game for any con that I ran. And you lived. And I lived. Just barely. And it and I thrived. The Castle of the Howling Dead which is a title I pulled out of my sphincter. Um, Thank was you. Great. Um, he did say that. He collapsed in. He did say the castle held. Yep. That's true. It did, didn't it? Um, I he was put in his the, all into the game. Oh, yeah. Um, it was fun. It was a it was a real encyclopedia game. Vince was there. He played for like, oh, maybe an hour or so. And I'm bored. I'm going. So my friend... Uh, my friend Jimbo from my group picked up the picked up his character, and all I always know if full on gamer is sitting at my table, I am it's not I'm not going to have a dull game <laughs> ever. He played a thief, and he was as thievy as they come. Thievy, <laughs> thievy as they come. Um, another thing I had I want, shout out to Justin Elena Grasha Davis who played a couple of characters in there, and they were a lot, a lot of fun. They're like, I just like talking to them. They're like the friends, like you were talking about, Jim, the friends I get to see only once a year. They're down, they're down in Houston, and I'm here, you know, so it's kind of it's kind of a stretch. But it was a great game. We had a lot of fun, and all of a sudden, Olivia's at my elbow asking me if I want stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm a DM. I could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, get me a Pepsi. Okay, fine. Uh, that's all I did was get me a Pepsi <laughs> all night. Um, yeah, and we got to finish the game. They killed the bad guy, and it was just great. I'm going to do it again next year, maybe with RC, maybe with Tunnels and Trolls. I haven't decided. But Oh, and I gave the Davises my copy. I had their, the rule cyclopedia that Frank and Jeff Easley signed. Cool. Um, so I, now I have two copies instead of three. I, I was They did a good job, and they said they had a copy, but this was signed, and I wanted to kind of pay it forward a bit. You know what I mean? I get a lot of nice stuff from people gratis. I got some stuff at the show gratis. Oh, and Zach Glazer and Lloyd did not play in my game. And Zach walked up to me before I started the game. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm just too, uh, I'm just too kind of fried to do this. So here, and he slaps a, a Toro Brood Source miniature in my hand. Okay. And I go, uh, okay. <laughs> It's like, Zach, thanks. You ought to bow out on my games more often. <laughs> I got a cheesy grin on my face right now. So, um, But I'm sorry they couldn't play maybe next year. Um, yeah, and Lloyd was trying to get that painting done, you know, that he'd been working on all weekend. Uh, but we had a we had a 
ball. It was easy. And just to make it seem like it was a con that I was at, I managed to face plant myself on the floor going around the table by tripping on Fulon's backpack. Yeah, it's like we didn't see <clears throat> what caused you to fall, but we heard the boom. It was Fulon's backpack. Now, it's, it's Fulon's oh. tower. The whole gaming hall just kind of went silent. It's like, what? <laughs> now, yeah. now, is Fulon's backpack like that magic beagle that jumped in front of all of us when we were 16 and wrecked the family car? I think so. <laughs> Uh, no, he's, he he had it next to his chair, and I was Eagle trying to get God. around to I was trying to get around to draw on the map, and boom, boom, and I got down and I got immediately up, and the first thing I saw was Frank Mincer staring at me like, "Are you?" I said, <laughs> "The first thing I saw, Frank, I'm all right, I'm all right. See, okay, <laughs> nothing broken, uh, nothing broken. It's like I'm okay." <laughs> <laughs> he gave me one of those looks like we can't take you anywhere. So, so, so your real number one this year is no medical bills from yeah. the con. Yes, that's right. I said next year I'm going to come to the con, and the first thing I'm going to do is trip and fall and fly out on my face. So, okay, I got it over with. We can go on the convention. That's right. Get it out of the way first thing. And but thank you guys for for playing the game. Thank you, Mike and Doug, for having the con, and that's my number one. All right. Well. I assume this is Bad Mike's number one, even though he kind of split it into two. Okay. two faves. One were the serving wenches in shorts and Liz in the leather corset. Woohoo! And tied with that was his fun at doing the Satanic Panic midnight auction in the Devil Outfit, where they auctioned off, among other things, Dark Dungeon, uh, Cartoon strips, you know, the oh, chick comics. Chick track. I'd rather have the game, but yeah. Yeah. Anything TSR with demon or devil in the title or <laughs> hell. And, uh, of course, both DVD and VHS copies of Mazes and Monsters. Mazes and, yeah, Mazes and Monsters. Uh, yeah. And anybody, anybody who did go to the auction, because I missed it because I got sucked into an edition Wars game with full-on, um, did Mike actually wear a matching Speedo? He said he was going to. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Anybody out there know? Yeah, yeah we didn't <laughs> make it. So. Yeah, don't I write in and tell us, because without a picture, it didn't happen. Send a picture to us. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, um, and I didn't even know it was happening until after the con. So hopefully, if they do it again next year, you know, we can actually go bid because I'd like a copy of Mazes and Monsters. Liz wouldn't. I've got the book, but I don't have the movie. No, no pardu for Liz. I'm afraid. That's right. I've I've had enough of that. So, yep. so if somebody just so found, happened to find a video file of that, you would enjoy it. He would enjoy. It. <laughs> <laughs> Only he. Would enjoy. I wonder if you had a blooper reel. See, I'm sorry, Mike. I can't help you out. The Cobalt Queen says no. If it's something he can watch on his computer alone, that'd be fine. You know? Anyway. Well, those <laughs> really, are that's, the, five. That, that, that's the only criteria. He, just something he can watch on his computer alone. That's right. That I do not have to be subjected to. He can watch a lot of things on his computer alone. Yes, he can. <laughs> yeah. And he's welcome to do so whenever he wishes. <laughs> then let's move on to Products of Your Imagination to actually give some review dragons to this con. Okay. Your dungeon master has placed you in a dreadfully precarious position. Where are the Cheetos! 
They're right next to you. Well, all you do is we play the characters we talked about earlier when we run around and stuff. I want to show you a trick Mother showed me when you weren't around. Use your lightning bolt. Victory is yours. I'm attacking the darkness. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons game. Products of your imagination. You're not there. You're getting drunk. Poe Products of your imagination. Now we'll actually talk about it as a convention and give it some rating. I mean, we talked about it as a convention yes. but mm-hmm. compared to other conventions. I guess the only one I could think of that would really compare, quote-unquote, to it would be either Gary Khan or OSR Khan up in... Canada? Canada. Am I missing any that I don't know about? I mean, I've heard of Gamehole Khan, but I don't know anybody that's been to it. I th- yeah, M- Mike and Doug were going to go this year just to give him some support, so... so All I can say is I've never run a con myself. I've helped with a con, and that is a thankless job. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> And Doug seems to put out a lot of money for a lot of swag mm-hmm. for this con. I can't think of any con I've ever been to where you get so many goodies just as part of your membership packet. Well, it's clear, yeah. it's clear they do it for the love of the hobby and not to make money. Oh, well, that's plus true. plus he gets swag on top of that from the companies for like prizes and you know auction stuff too. Yeah, yeah, Liz. Well, comparing it to prior North Texases, um, as I, as I think we all said, you know, it just keeps getting bigger and better. And quite frankly, I don't, I don't see how they manage to keep coming up with things to up the bar. You know, I keep thinking, you know, okay, they're they're going to top out at this one, and then next year they do something else and they surprise me. Yeah, yeah, and. The hotel is, for the price, a nice deal. Yes. Um, you know, could you get a better hotel? Well, maybe, but then you're going to price out most everybody Yeah. from coming. I think its location to the airport is good. It's very few problems. I think, it's, I think it was great. <laughs> Anyone else have any other commentary about it? Well, um, I know that you're right. It's like every year I think, you know, I know they're going to level out at some time, at some point. I'm just hoping they level out at such a high level that other cons would aspire to that. Yeah. Um, and as far as like, I know Doug and Bad Mike has talked about like topping out the membership at 350 or 400. And mm-hmm. I used to go, oh, really? You know, like that. But now I kind of can get behind that because – if we if they got any bigger than that, they'd have to find another hotel, and you wouldn't get the same kind of deal that you get here. You'd be in yeah. pay like a yeah. lot more registration and hotel costs, and it's just such a perfect fit, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a very it's a very good venue, and yeah. you know it's just priced to where it's not you're not going you know oh my god you know yeah. for, for the room price yeah they were do, they and, were doing 107 a night folks yeah and that's not bad at all for the quality of the hotel that we were at you know yeah. there were a lot of amenities everything was nice the staff was nice and of course because it is so close to the airport you know you get the 
added bonus of if you're flying in, you can just take a shuttle directly to right. the hotel and then directly back to the airport. You don't have to worry about renting a car or any of that stuff unless you just want to do sightseeing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And some of them do. I mean, Matt yeah. Matt took the night off, I think, uh, Friday night. He took his, his wife and his kid and Jimbo, and they went to Medieval Times. <laughs> so that's always fun yeah there's always stuff like that to do and if you get in on early bird registration for the con you got it made yeah you know yeah i, now, can't, talking I, of- I can't heap any more praise on this or she's gonna blow so i'm going straight to six dragons <laughs> <laughs> i will say again we're getting to opinions here again um if you are the type of person that likes huge cons you probably won't like or Texas. Well, I would so say clear no. there because okay. I think they had maybe 250 people this year, mm-hmm. something like. Uh, if you are looking for a Gen Con experience, you are not going to get it at North Texas or I Dragon think- Con or Origins. Origins. And there's nothing wrong if you enjoy those huge venues. That's that's great. Go for but, it, yeah. But if you're looking for that, then North Texas may not be for you. I think the term that that was bandied around between Mike Doug and everybody else was boutique con. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Smaller ones. Um, I, I'd call it Make a Friend for Life Con. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, can get, I can get behind that, too. I mean, yet, as I've said before, it's big enough that if you ever want a game or anything, you can always find something going on, but small enough that you can see people you know and you're not just lost in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Except for Liz and I missing Satanic Panic Auction on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it all. Darn it all. I guess I should be thankful he didn't keep Dragon Raid for that auction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Instead put it in the silent auction. So, yeah, you anyway. never would have gotten it then. Indeed. Yeah, I didn't get anything in the silent auction this year. Yeah, Not even weird. the... Well, they yeah. didn't have as much. Well, they had all that uh, Tunnels and Trolls stuff. I already had most of it. <laughs> yeah, I had about half of it, but I got and it. solos really don't interest me anyway. They had that one other card game, the D&D uh, Deckmaster thing but but matt snapped that up yeah i had thought about that but for my dm but i called him up to see if he was interested before i bid on it and he's like nah so we didn't bother then i gotta bug matt about it (laughs) all right well then any other comments or should we just go to dragons let's go to dragons yeah let's go to dragons all right we'll start with jim since he's the curmudgeon-y one oh i heard six (laughs) <laughs> I, I've been promoted. Oh, Five boy. and that one. Five and that one. All right. Glenn? Five dragons and a dragon egg. Liz? Ah, this is going to sound awfully repetitive and <laughs> and fangirlish, but yeah, I'd give it five dragons. I've, I enjoy myself so much at this convention. Well... I'm going to be the hard ass, so I'm going to say 4.5, and only because of the, the of the food. Oh, the food? No, no, the food. Oh. I okay. can't hold them. Well, yeah, actually, I can. But anyway. Well, the only gripe I had about the food was those uh, those coupons they gave you. They didn't really explain them until after the con on the forum. Oh, my gosh, that reminds me. We didn't even get our coupons until Sunday morning. Wow. Yeah. You know, the envelope uh-huh. that had them... You know, and everything, you know, 
we got with our checkout stuff under the door. <laughs> it's like, wow. oh, so these are the coupons everybody See, was you, talking about. You guys just need to hang more with me because I'm wandering down Thursday morning. I'm like, oh, isn't this nice? They've got a con breakfast going. Oops, it's HP's breakfast, but <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Hey, I saw. So you want to change your vote, Liz? That happened to a couple. No, of no. I mean, okay. I I still enjoyed myself immensely. Yeah. Yep. I I had a super fun time. I mean. All right, so that works out. Oh, hell, we'll just say five. See, I went with six, just in case. Yeah, to overcome Mike being a, being a hard ass. So. Well, that makes the six, twelve, twenty-six dragons. I count my dragon egg as a dragon. Let's just say five, since it's supposed to be zero to five. <laughs> okay. Ca- counting your dragons before they're hatched. You know better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's head down the road once again. The Con Road. Stretching out into the distance to North Texas RPG 2015. Yeah. And as we are all going to 2015, at least I hope so, how are we going? Glenn. Oh, I'm I'm running ahead trying to uh, draw on the map of my game without face planting on the floor. On the ground, rather. Jim? I'm going down the road with my iPad clicking on the North Texas... RPG Con website until I get into B1 next year. <laughs> and on the HP site to get into their breakfast for next year. <laughs> yes. Yes. Liz? I'm going down the road looking forward to the next victorious game wearing my leather corset. Woohoo! I think we can all get behind that. And I am not heading down the road at all. I'm instead quoting my word rune of Bible verse to simply teleport there. So... <clears throat> And we are all averting our eyes because up ahead in the road, there's Bad Mike in a devil costume wearing a Speedo. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you in the next episode of Save or Die. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. See ya. Rearc. And we're out. of Wild Games Productions in association with D20Radio.com. The Save or Die theme music is provided by the band Mississippi Bones. You can find them at MississippiBones.Bandcamp.com. If you want the Save or Die podcasters at your next gaming convention, contact us. We also do parties, weddings, and bar mitzvahs. Ookla, Ariel, ride! Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Save or Die.